0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast, where we talk about all things related to athletic performance, rehabilitation, and wellness. My name is Michael Falk, and I am both the host and the guest of today's episode. It's just me on a solo cast. I'm talking through my shoulder injury recovery. This episode is not specifically focused on shoulder recovery, but more focused on just the overall process of what I've learned through being injured and trying to get back to the sports and activities that I love so I talked through some of the mental frustrations um, the importance of finding things to stay involved in and what I learned going through the return to sport and rehab process in just a very general sense so um, if this isn't just about shoulders but if you are someone that's dealing with pain injury out of your sport or activities um, this is going to be a really good episode hopefully for you that you can learn something from my story and apply it to your situation so hope you guys- guys enjoy what's up everyone welcome to another episode of the milwaukee sports performance podcast my name is michael falk and i am both the host and the guest today i am doing a solo podcast today so um, if you follow us on social media or you follow um, or subscribe to our email newsletter at kinetic at all you know that earlier this summer, probably about six, seven weeks ago, I uh, dislocated my left shoulder in a in an accident. Um, things happen and uh, it sucked. <laughs> quite frankly, I am a huge golfer, and it's really what I love to do. It's what I motivates me in the gym all winter. It's what I kind of spend most of my free time practicing and. Um, Things that I do with my friends and my family are largely surrounding um, golf in the summer. And so, having an injury in the middle of the summer um, was a serious setback for me and uh, something that was very frustrating. So, um, I don't want to dive too much into shoulder instability, shoulder dislocations and rehab specifically that way today. I will probably do some additional podcasts in the future on the rehab process and what I've learned um, by going through it myself because I do think it's given me a unique perspective um, but today I really wanted to instead focus on kind of what I've learned by being injured. Um, this is my first like major traumatic injury um, you know really in my life. I, I It was hurt a lot in high school but it was always mostly little things that then lingered um, and quite frankly I think I have a Different perspective on injuries now um, as a dad and husband and business owner and adult versus as a 15, 16, 17 year old kid. Um, and this is really the first time that I've um, you know been hurt and missed any significant time in the last 20 years. Um, so I think I learned a lot and I'm going to try to really focus on some of those lessons today. Um, and then, yeah, there will be future content that goes more into the specifics of. Um, what I've learned about rehabbing shoulders and and shoulder instability. So the first is um, just kind of the mental aspect of going through an injury like this and um, the frustration, the uh, annoyance, the feelings of like, why me? Why did this happen? Um, And that is a serious burden the first couple of days and weeks. And I think if you don't Um, start to address that early on, it can really start to slip into your thinking and thoughts and um, turn into something very negative. And so, uh, it took a lot of just conscious effort the first really week to two weeks after the injury to try to get over that initial frustration, disappointment, sadness. Um, And the way that I approached it was a couple of different couple different things but one was just immediately trying to attack the rehab and trying to look for the positives of okay this happened but um i'm going to use this to test our process right i we see a lot of shoulder instability um this is a great time for me to you know put it into practice on myself and try to learn something so trying to shift from something negative into something positive uh, very early on and trying to apply that mental energy to something that's going to help you make progress rather than, um, kind of falling into a darker hole and, um, and slipping backwards. Now, uh, that being said, no, one's perfect. And I am not going to say I was hundred percent chipper every day and looking forward to, you know, attacking rehab when I was not out uh, doing the golf things that I wanted. There were several events that I had to withdraw from that, um, were very disappointing to miss. So it's, you know, for me, it's uh, not only just a game that I enjoy playing and and something that I used to test myself and and practice for and uh, really work at, but it's also uh, my social outlet. It's where I hang out with my friends. It's where my wife and I spend time together, right? and so when I had to cancel out of events, yes, I'm missing the competition, but I'm also missing time with um my friends and and doing things that I enjoy and and being around. and so um that you know really sucks and it's okay to kind of grieve those things it's okay to um, let those things fall um and and miss those and be disappointed you just can't let yourself spiral out of control and you got to find the positives and try to continue to go through that mental exercise of uh, shifting your perspective so that you don't end up you know really struggling with it and and eventually having it hold you back so um that was the first thing that you know we talk about a lot with patients. We, um, you know, the research is out there on the importance of your mental health during an injury rehab and recovery. Uh, but really, going through it for the first time in a in a long time, um, you know, really awakened me or, or reminded me on on how important that is, and how much it takes uh, conscious effort every day to uh, check in with yourself and make sure you're staying on top of. So um, that first aspect that really stood out to me going through this was that mental aspect um some of these things actually build off of that and so um and you know i think that's why i started with that because one of the ways that i um, did try to stay positive was i tried to stay involved um, doing the things that i liked as much as i could right i might not be able to go play golf um, but rather than just not going to the golf course not doing those things even The day after i got injured i went to the driving range with my son and we went and you know he played golf and i at least got to ride along and really help him and and you know kind of quote unquote caddy for him and uh i honestly think it was uh, a lot of fun and something that you know i really enjoyed because when i go play with him like i'm very focused on him always but i'm still usually playing um this was the first time that i had been out with him and and didn't have my clubs with me and just really got to totally focus on hanging out with him and helping him and trying to make sure he was having fun. And, and, uh, it was, you know, the first time that a round of golf was really all about him with no one else to, to share that with. And so, um, I think that was really, uh, ended up being really beneficial and something that I really enjoyed. But if I would have just sat at home and, and kind of said, Oh, poor me, I can't play. I'm not going to go there um i would have missed out on some of those opportunities and so um, looking for what's that balance of um, still participating and doing things and trying to be around the things that you are missing out on um, so that you do stay involved you can stay positive um, without overdoing that where it becomes a negative negative. And, and i think this is different for every person and when we talk with high school athletes it's always the question of well should i be going to practice or should i be going to pt or should i be um, going to the games or and you know there's no right answer for everyone we we typically try to encourage people to stay as involved as they can with their team and their sport The one caveat can be you know once school schedules get going gets really busy if push came to shove and you can't play because of an injury, we'd probably rather have you go to PT than practice so that you can be working on the things that you need to improve on so that you can get back to your sport. Um, but that being said, we try to work with everyone as best as we can to find times and and that you are able to still go and be around your team, go to games, um, be around at practice, do those things. Um, Again, for some people that ends up being really hard, and it kind of turns into a negative, and they just really struggle with watching and standing on the side, and almost makes things worse. And if that's your situation, that's okay. There's no one right answer for everyone, but we really, um, I I found it was beneficial, at least in, from my perspective, to still stay around the things that I enjoyed, even though they were, I wasn't able to pu- fully participate, and at times it was hard or frustrating. Right? I really would have wished that I had a club in my hand, but Um, I look for the other ways that I can enjoy it and support, you know, in this case, my son or went out with my wife, same thing, could support them. And we could still be outside, spend time on a family doing, doing things that we enjoy together. Um, and that ended up being really good for me, um, outside of your sport, especially with something that might be a little bit of a longer rehab. I think it's really important to find new hobbies or activities or things that you enjoy that are motivating to you. Um, because otherwise you just lost something. So if you're, you know, a baseball player and you just had Tommy John surgery, you just lost the ability to throw. And if you think about how much time you put into your throwing in a given six to eight month period, I mean, it's many, many hours per week between the weight room and the, uh, and warming up and throwing and driving to the field. There's a lot of time that goes into that. And you could, you know, take that for any sport, and so you have a lot more time than you typically do, as you're going through a rehab process. Now, some of that time needs to be redistributed to doing PT, doing your home exercises, maintaining your conditioning, um, doing all of those things. That can take up a good chunk of it, but you are going to have extra time that you don't normally have, and I think finding something positive that you enjoy can be uh, really, really impactful and really beneficial to that rehab process. And whether it's a new hobby, whether it's putting increased effort into your schoolwork, we had uh, one professional athlete that we worked with that, um, finished their degree during that rehab process. We had other people that really got into fishing during their rehab, right? They got a new hobby, something that they enjoyed doing that. They could come do their PT, do their rehab workout, do their conditioning. And then what are you going to do with the rest of the day? I'm going to go, you know, do fishing or whatever that case may be. Um, for me, um, really about the only two things that I do are operate kinetic and try to be a dad and then play golf. And so I could still really throw myself into being husband, dad at home. Um, and, uh, couldn't really golf. I ended up taking on some really big projects that had kind of been um, simmering at work that i had been sort of putting off for a while um, just because of things were busy life was going on I didn't really have time to tackle those I ended up really being able to throw myself into those um, ended it ended up being something that was very positive not only for our staff and company and, and those things but for me personally to have this uh, new not new passion but this different thing that I could throw myself into and tackle and kind of use my time effectively rather than just sitting around and, and feeling bad for myself and thinking about everything that I couldn't do. I had this new time that I was so busy, I wouldn't even have had time to go um, go out on the course and play or practice or those things. So um I think finding a hobby, an activity, um, just some type of a replacement that is mentally stimulating, that you enjoy, that keeps your mind focused and prevents you from just kind of sitting around and, and pouting and feeling bad for yourself is really important to look for during that rehab process. Um, the next pieces that I'm going to t- start talking about are a little bit on the less on the mental side and then a little bit more on kind of what I've learned just generally going through rehab. Again, I don't want to get too specific with just shoulder instability or dislocations today, but just more Generally, what I've learned going through a rehab program for myself for the first time since I've gone through physical therapy school, basically, um, and some of the lessons that hopefully can be helpful for you if you are also going through some type of, of a PT or, or injury recovery right now. So the first is consistency. And um, it's something that we preach a lot as we start talking to patients, but has really hit home going through it is that we can write the best program in the world but if you don't do it it's not going to help right it's as good as the piece of paper that it's written on and what i ended up feeling and noticing uh, especially early on is that movement felt really good right it had to be controlled movement it had to be smart movement but i my shoulder would really get sore it would get stiff it would really hurt and i had ice and that would help a little bit. I'd was taking the medications that my uh, doctor had recommended for me. That would help obviously, but what really made a difference that was in my control was in doing the exercises. And so getting up off the chair, off the couch and, um, doing some simple shoulder isometrics, doing some range of motion things within, within control and within what I was supposed to be doing, but going through that process actually really decreased my pain and helped do that or helped me feel much better i made really fast progress i think i got back to playing golf at least in a limited fashion and about 14 10 to 14 days give or take um wasn't my normal self but i was able to at least chip and putt and take some little limited swings um and i think a big piece of that was that i really didn't miss a single day of doing my the exercises that i thought i needed to be doing and i made re- very fast progress in my strength going from only being able to push out with three pounds of strength the first day to uh, being able to push out with almost 20 pounds of strength by the end of the first week. And um, it was just because I never took a day off. And I really stayed on top of the things that I knew were important to get back, to be able to do the things that I loved and enjoyed. And um, I think it was just the awareness for me that It was important it was something that i needed to do to get back to the things that i wanted to do that was important and then it was the awareness that doing this actually helped my shoulder feel better helped me take less medicine helped me ice my shoulder less because i could do these exercises go through this routine and i would have less pain and be able to move my arm better by the end of it so um the consistency every day um small efforts 10 to 15 minutes was about the routine that i found worked for me Um, and i do that repeatedly in the early phases that was the best way um, for me to integrate it but whatever your routine is whatever it is that you need to be doing whether it's every day whether it's multiple times a day whether it's three days a week whatever the recommendation is whatever is important the only way you make progress is by showing up and doing it every time that you're supposed to and really staying focused and pouring yourself into that tying the, the consistency with that routine to the activity that you want to get back to, right? It's not that fun to sit there and do these simple exercises, not that fun to go and do the workout that you're supposed to do, but it is fun to get back and play the sport that you want to play to do the activities that you want to do. And you need to tie in your brain, the, uh, the performance of that routine to the outcome, which is getting back to that sport and that is where um, you're going to have much better luck in staying consistent is by putting those two things together and um, really sticking to that plan Um, the next thing that i learned was to miss small right as you're starting to get back to doing things and trialing new things um, it is important to try to not have the big setback and i think the only way that you can do that is by trying to find the balance between being reckless and doing things that you're just not ready for and just sitting on the couch and doing nothing and being afraid to try things. And so, um, I think this is where working with a skilled therapist or someone that's knowledgeable about the injury and the site of your injury can be really helpful to break down what is it that you want to do and what are the things that you need to be able to, to show that you can handle before you go back to do those. And so, um, in my case, the two things that I really wanted to get back to in the middle of the summer were, um, golf and getting back to wake surf again, which is something that, that I enjoy and getting out on the lake with my, with my family. And so, um, we, you know, I think at times I drove my wife nuts cause she thought maybe I was pushing the limits a little bit too much, but I very much listened to my body um and could kind of i broke down what were the movements that i needed to do with my shoulder in order to swing a golf club or to you know hold on to a surf rope for to to get up and do that and i would start to break those things down and i started to really work on the things that i knew i was struggling with by updating my routine so that i was um kind of putting my shoulder in those positions with low weights low speeds very easy until that felt good and then i progressed a little bit more i'd progress a little bit more until i thought i was ready and you know for golf the first time i went back out to a range i didn't grab the whole bag i grabbed one wedge and a putter and i went down and hit some chip shots and that felt okay i tried to take a little bit of a larger swing that didn't feel good and i couldn't get my arm all the way across my body i had some discomfort Right. But I stopped, I listened and I stayed with the things that I could do. Um, And then over time, I just kept going a little bit, a little bit farther, listening a little bit more and pushing it a little bit more. And, but trying to miss small. If I would have gone to the range and just grabbed a driver and took in a full swing, I probably would have re dislocated my shoulder. I would have definitely, it would have definitely hurt. Um, And I think, you know, it would have definitely set me back. And I think that the the key to getting back to something is that controlled progression, something that we harp on with everyone that we don't just go, you know, return to play, return to your sports, not a light switch. It's not like one day I couldn't golf and the next day I could golf, right? It's like one of the dimming light switches where um, you can kind of, you know, turn it on, but then you can control the intensity of it. And that process as you're coming back from an injury is extremely important and I think it's often over it's often overlooked and missed and many times athletes are just kind of given the okay, you're clear to go back to play and and good luck right Well that just doesn't set up well for success. I was able to guide my own return to participation and sport process because I I understand the process and I could really be in tune with how my shoulder felt and what was going to be okay and what was gonna be too much. And I uh, you know, think it was one of the things that really helped me the most was just the ability to go to a driving range and start experimenting and taking the feedback from my body to push myself enough without being reckless, right? Without setting myself up for failure, without um, setting myself up to have a setback, I also didn't just sit at home and be fearful of what if this happens. Um, to go back with a plan and have the confidence that, like, yeah, I'm, I've done this in my exercises and that's all felt good. And I don't see, you know, swinging a wedge being that much more stressful than that. And my arm feels good in those positions. So I'm gonna go try it, right? And I'm uh, gonna not be afraid of it. I'm just gonna try to go in small baby steps. And so I think finding that balance um, and trying to, as I said, miss small, like find the, you know, go right up to the edge, but don't go past that edge is the way that you can continue to make progress. Um, But you really have to be in tune with your body. You really have to trust that process and you really have to, um, you know, be consistent with it. Cause if you're not careful, you can uh, have a setback. You can go too far um and you know that ends up prolonging the process even farther so um, again it's not a zero to 60 thing and it's not all out or nothing but usually uh, to get back to your activities as quickly and as safely as possible it's finding that middle ground um and you know listening to your body and deciding when when is too much and where should you stop so those are some of just the big picture things that I've learned going through this process. Um, and honestly, you know, I'm think I'm six to seven weeks out now. Um, for me, it's not done. I am back playing golf. I am back um, doing the things that I like in the summer. Uh, my shoulder's still not awesome. If I reach for a ball and I'm playing catch with my son, it it still bugs me. There's still things that I'm having to work towards. Um, and continue to improve and work on, Um, but I have been able to get back to do those things that I do enjoy and um, hope to continue to share some of the lessons that that I've learned by going through this process with um, people that are also injured, whether it's the same injury or something else that hopefully um, this resonates with you and is something that you can use in your own recovery to try to continue to make progress. So... Um, Thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, wait a minute. Are you a baseball player that's getting ready for your season right now? Do you want to learn what it takes to keep your arm healthy and perform at a high level all season long? Let's face it. Injuries and arm injuries in particular are only expanding in baseball right now. If you get hurt, it is going to impact your development, your ability to compete, and help your team as well as just the fun of playing the sports you love with your teammates and friends. We have a free online mini course that goes through exactly what you need to do to prepare your arm and to keep your arm healthy all season long. You can find this course and sign up at the link in our bio on Instagram at kinetic underscore SMP or in the show notes to this podcast on any of your major podcast platforms. Hit that link, sign up to get access to the course today.